Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It's the only Arsenal podcast that counts. By Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. I'm going to be joined by the boys, Max, Big Steve and old man Trev. We're going to talk about the Europa League, the draw, the Southampton game, a look ahead to the Bournemouth game and obviously the North London derby. Remember, sorry in. <laughs> This is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Please do enjoy the show. Hello, good morning. Welcome from what is a beautiful Monday morning uh, here in London. Um, joined by uh, old man Trev, who I was with at the stadium yesterday, and uh, we getting our players wrong, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, joined by uh, Sleepy, uh, uh, Big Steve. We yep. do hope you've washed your hands, Steve, because you were late yes. on parade. We yes. won't go into detail why, but it's something about giving birth to a Spurs fan. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, from sunny, sunny Melbourne, Max, you are right. Yep, I'm all right, mate. Just basking in the sunshine. Basking in the sunshine. Okay, well, I, I was going to come back with something, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, Max and Trev, you haven't spoken to each other before, so virtual inter- in- introduction. And apparently, uh, Max, you're Trevor Beer. I don't owe him one beer, Fergus. I owe him two beers. Such was the confidence I made the bet with. Okay, yeah. and the bet was? Yeah, you have to listen to the old man. You, you do, <laughs> you do. Old man Trev, the oracle. I'm not listening to Ornstein anymore, only old man Trev. <laughs> the bet was, on the bet. Yeah, the bet was whether or not Urza would start. I was convinced Urza wouldn't start against Bate because of how strong Emery had been in the press conference, but he started. Yeah, and I was convinced he would start, and I got lucky. Mm. Well, we're straight into that game then. So that's the Arsenal Batibasarov game, um, uh, which was uh, Borisov. I've done over a game. Good with <laughs> your names Borisov. today, Fergus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, listen, we clear that up on, the, on a little trailer. Myself and um, myself and Trevor at the Emirates Stadium. We're talking about um, threatening players and so on uh, at the Southampton game. And for some reason, I said Charlie Adams, meaning Charlie Austin. And Manny has just slagged the fuck off us on uh, the message group saying, you numbskulls, you got it wrong again. And words that effect, at least. So, so Arsenal versus Bate Borisov, Thursday, 5.55, another early kickoff, uh, which had a big, big, big effect on attendance at the game. People were trying to give tickets away for free just to make sure that their uh, seat was taken because... It's fucking stupid mm. uh, to have a, a kickoff in London at 5.55 and all because of a stupid Europa League uh, ruling saying you can't have two teams in the same city playing at once. They don't, they don't realise that in London we have two teams playing, well, in the top flight at least, uh, we've got two t- teams playing every week, week in, week out. We're used to it, Europa. You know, UEFA, mm. cop yourself on. Yeah, that's not the only so stupid Ozil thing starts. UEFA have done, you know. What's that, sorry, Trev? That's not the only stupid thing UEFA have done this week, you know. They've cost a lot of Arsenal fans a lot of, a money, lot of this money this week. Mm. Me included, me included. And to go into detail on that, that's the, the next leg of um, the round of 16, is it? I lose track of the numbers. The round of 16, it Arsenal have drawn rain, and it originally was uh, Arsenal... At, at, at home first and away second on the 14th of March. Uh, six hours, not 
straight away, but six hours after the fixture was announced, they switched them round to avoid this same rule again. And, you know, I know... I don't I'd, even think it was six hours, Ferg. I think it, it, it was a considerable length of time. I thought it was... I heard it was six hours. Because I... Uh, Johnny and... Um, Johnny from the food bank and... Uh, <laughs> and um, from, the lo- from the love bank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> were, were, were obviously mentioning their, they've got their flights and hotels booked and li- I think it was literally within the hour of the draw... I'd I'd seen that that the Arsenal would you know Arsenal had tweeted out that they've switched the fixtures. I think it was literally within the hour. Okay, I may I may be uh, stand corrected then on the six hours, but it was it wasn't immediate. And if anybody knows to do an away game, what you do is you you hear the draw. You're sitting by your computer, and the second it's announced, you come along and try and book your flights because they get booked up quick and get very mm. expensive. Uh, I know Johnny from the Woolwich end, which we'll clarify as well. Um, yeah, Johnny Johnny uh, booked flights for the fourteenth, and it cost him like seventy five quid, which is not which is not stupid prices. You know, it, it's good value to fly to France. Um, but when you try and do it like a half hour later with the demand going to that airport, you're talking about two three hundred pound a flight, and they all had to switch. Some and Johnny was lucky enough that EasyJet uh, did change it at no cost from because he'd done it quite quickly. But I know lots of guys lost lots and lots of money. Did you, how much are you out of pocket, Trev? Well, fortunately, Fergus, it was me and my mate were only fifteen quid each out of pocket. Just we 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 were with EasyJet, and uh, they charged us fifteen quid to cancel our flights, um, and then we rebooked. Um, we now we're going with Ryanair now out of Stansted, but the people that booked with Ryanair originally have got a bad deal because they're getting nothing back. So, um, well, so I've been told. It's such a shame. You're exactly right, Fergus. It, it's you sit by the computer, you know, because these airline companies they watch the draw as well, you know. They're not silly, and as soon as those draws are made, the flights go up. I'll, I'll give you, a, for instance, we booked our flights to France for only fifty-five pounds each return, absolute bargain. But within an hour, those flights were two hundred pound each return, you know. Mm. And we did speak to Arsenal Football Club. Um, which which used to be a family club. They're in my bad books at the minute because it's the second time this year it's cost me a lot of money. Um, and the, the, their sympathetic response was, well, it's not our fault. Send an email to UEFA. Thanks, guys. Thank you very they're, much, Arsenal. It, they're a joke. The, the club, honestly, I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm not affected because I'm not in a position to... You know, pay for the away games. Uh, you know, or, or or get up as much as I'd I'd really like to. You know, but the point I made when when they'd switched the tide. You know, saying about the the away games and how they have. You know, they. I mean, obviously, I know a lot of it is controlled by TV money now. But I mentioned the the fact that they'd switch like Saturday kickoffs in Sunderland before to Monday nights, and then literally within the hour of the UEFA draw being switched, we've got I think Everton and. Um, I think is it Everton and Leicester have been moved from Saturday kickoffs to Monday nights. Well, they would the, they would, all, the they would have always well. been they would have always been moved to a Sunday at least, and they've been yeah. moved to a Monday, so we get TV money for them. Mm. So yeah. I think we've but got I'm, have we got three Monday games in March? Is it three Monday? I, games I think in March? It, I, uh, yeah, I think because it's it's Everton and Leicester. What? Sorry, April is it? Eight? Oh, it's April. Sorry, guys. April. Yeah, April. We got three Monday games. Yeah, I think it's Everton, yeah. Leicester. I know Watford's away, but I mean the Watford's <laughs> over the road. But it's 
Leicester yeah. away on the 29th. Uh, Watford, Watford away on the 15th. Uh, Newcastle at home on the 1st of April. April Fool's Day. Yeah. And Rafa Benitez something comes we've to got town. <laughs> something we've got to accept, boys. Us fans don't come very high up no. the uh, consideration ladder. Well, uh, uh, so. to, f- to finish up on this topic, um, do you not remember the Leicester City game that was changed a couple of seasons ago with less than three weeks' notice? Uh, and I think it was mm-hmm. moved to, uh, it might have been a Monday night or whatever, but it was moved and it cost um, Leicester City fans, it was the year they, w- they were going to win the league, uh, it cost them bundles of money on cancelling and rebooking train fares, hotels, etc. And it was a case of the league just went, fuck you, that's just what's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's shocking. Yeah. Anyway, so the lineups: Ozil starts, Max is down, two beers, Australian-style beers, the expensive ones, not that cheap shit you get at the Emirates. <laughs> no Fosters in Australia, mate, only over there. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't even have the yeah, luxury. we don't want it. Take it back. <laughs> we don't, we, we, didn't, don't even we have didn't want it. That's why we gave it to you. <laughs> uh, Lacazette didn't start. He's banned for three games for that violent outburst in the... Uh, Dying minutes of the uh, the opening um, the, 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 the um, first fixture. So Ozil has made 19 appearances for Arsenal in all competitions this season, playing a full 90 minutes for only the seventh time in 2018-19 season. Arsenal powered into the last 16 of the Europa League with a comfortable second leg win over Bate Borisov at the Emirates Stadium. Trailing 1-0 from the first leg, the scored inside four minutes with Abamyang uh, cross was turned into by a Bate defender. Bate were denied an equaliser just four minutes after Arsenal had taken the lead when Listiner, who had a pretty good uh, start to that game, slid in to make uh, a goal-line clearance uh, from Duggan's header. Uh, centre-back Mustafi who would have thought it, uh, made it 2-0 before the break and with a powerful header, header following uh, Granite Xhaka's corner. Um, the visitors went close uh, just before they, uh, the first half and at half-time we went in 2-0. So it was the third time, I think, that we went into a game with a clean sheet at half-time. Arsenal continued to press high up the pitch and create chances in both halves. They had 22 shots, including 15 in the box, and put in 24 crosses uh, from open play. Substitute Socrates headed in the third after an hour. Arsenal had better chances uh, through a Wobi. Shaka, Abamyang, but they all failed to convert these chances. The final score was 3-0. What did we make of the game, guys? Um, Max, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll give it a crack. Uh, I thought that it was exactly what Arsenal needed to do for the game. There, there was a lot of stuff that was getting spat out on, on social media again about, oh, we don't score from open play, it's an own goal, and it was two-headed goals. And I just thought it was such a load of shit from so much of the fan base you know, you've, you've got a team coming who's going to sit deep. I really think Bate, as soon as the first goal went in, were in damage limitation mode, sat really, really deep. I love it when I see big centre-backs climb up and smash balls in the back of the net. On uh, other points on the game, I thought Ozil had an acceptable game. A lot of people were calling him man of the match. I thought that was insane. I thought he had a, a general 7 out of 10 game. But on that, I think one of the reasons why so many people said that is because the commentator had such an agenda from the start of the game. Every time he touched the ball, he said, oh, he's been fantastic today. He's been great today. I don't know whether that was something that was a directive from the broadcaster or what it was, but it drove me nuts. Hmm. I, didn't hear, I didn't hear our commentary because I was in a, I was in a pub. I, I got... 
I, I, I don't have BT Sports at home. So I said to the wife, I said, I'm going to go to the pub and watch the game. So we had dinner and uh, I, went, I went over the pub. I sat down on my own table and a guy who knows nothing about football and he has joined me in a, a couple of games before. Um, I think it was the Liverpool when we got smashed by Liverpool. Uh, but he sat down in front of me and goes, you know that card I was discussing? And I was looking at this quote and that quote. 90 fucking minutes he spoke to me for. 90 fucking minutes. Right through the fucking game. He's a lovely fella. He, he he doesn't thankfully. He's a lovely <laughs> fellow. He and I did I did take the piss out of him at one point. Uh, it didn't get the hint, but no, it, it was. It, I I didn't hear the commentary, but the game. It was okay. I thought. Trev, did you think any anything different? No, I, I just I just thought we did what we needed to do. To be honest, it was uh, yeah. It was we we turned up, got the result, went home. I, I agree with Max Ozil. I thought he put a shift in, nothing exceptional, but it was improvement in fairness. Once again, against average opposition, it was improvement. Yeah, and we did. I love to, I love to see Socrates uh, play. It's good to see him back. I think he makes a world of difference. Can't wait to see him play regularly with Holding. And his goal just topped the night off for me. You know, he plays with passion, he plays with heart, and it was great to see him score. But yeah, an average, an average performance against an average team did what we needed to do. Just Oza looked up fucked at the end, didn't he? Sorry, Oza looked aptly shagged at the end of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to. I know. I know. We've spoke. We every podcast we speak about Ozil, and uh, I'm not going to dwell on it. But there's, if, there's, if nothing uh, else, there's... this game he ran around. He, he, yeah. he put in a shift. He ran yeah. around. He had a few. T- if nothing else, he ran around, and, and it, that seems to be the issue that so many people have with Özil that he doesn't run around. Well, today he ran around. He didn't do that much really special on the ball, but he ran around. Thing I think yeah. I think with Özil, he is one of those players. If he's if he is tracking back and he is getting more involved, rarely we see see the best of him. I think in other games where people have said about. How how hard he's worked. He hasn't done much on the ball, and I think that's that's the thing that you've got to accept. Is either you want him to work or you want him to do what Özil does. And you know, as you both said, it was an average game um, for him. Uh, I you know just to add to that, I mean, I thought uh, Gwendozi looked better on the ball. Um, I mean, obviously, he spent he spent a considerable amount of time, you know, looking for the foul. But Take I thought Gwendozi was very good. Million. Sorry. Take the sixty million. <laughs> I I I honestly would on that note on about the sixty million. Um, yes, I think he'll he'll grow to a better player. But I don't think if if PSG come knocking and they've got sixty million. Yeah, absolutely, bloody take it. Spend it on uh already made centre back, and if you can get another good youngster, try and do that as well. Johnny, Johnny hit the nail on the head. That we probably won't see the money. We won't see the money at all. Um, uh, disagree. Uh, disagree with that. Disagree. Go on. Absolutely, hundred percent disagree. We don't sell Guendouzi not for hundred million. Not if we want to be a better club, boys. Not if we want He's to start the- winning things again. He's the best player, best youth prospect we've seen since Sesk. I agree. I agree, Max. You don't sell your best players for no, for, for no amount of money. And he's going to be our best player, I'm sure. You know, sorry, boys. If we want to win things. I, 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 I don't, without going off topic, I, I, it's my fault as well. Um, the, 
I don't disagree with you. I just don't think we need him right now. We need him in two years' time. Mm. So there's, that's a, there's a huge squad rebuild to come for Arsenal, and I actually don't think that two good players are going to make us more than a top four team in the next two years. So if we've got good youth prospects, it's those youth prospects. It's those youth prospects that are going to drive us into the top three top two into the future I don't think we can buy our way in there because we don't have the buying power so I don't sell Genduzzi for 70 million and another thing if he's worth 60 million pound now on the trajectory is on he's a hundred million pound Pogba player in three years I'll sell him then thank you very much fair but, point fair point move it on Steve go on yeah I was gonna just quickly but if in the next two seasons he doesn't hit the trajectory and he falls off then we're lucky to sell him for five million. I mean, he only costs That's a not seven. A but we can consider though. That's not it, a but he only we cost, can consider, mate. He only costs a seven, so it wouldn't be that was, much of a loss. Yeah, it wasn't much. Yeah. Right, final score on that game was 3-0. Arsenal overturned the first leg defeat in the European two-legged tie for the first time since February 2010 when they knocked out Porto in the Champions League last 16. Arsenal's substitute have scored 13 goals in all competitions this season, more than any other Premier League side. Emery has lost just one of his 17 home games in the UEFA Europa League, winning 15, drawing one and losing only one. Uh, his severe side lost 2-1 against Athletic Bilbao in 2015-16 quarterfinal second leg. Who would you put down as your man of the match? Max, go first. Lichsteiner, for me. I thought he had a smashing game. I thought he got forward and basically his clearance off the line is what makes the game keep moving forward and keep going to a positive result for us. His best, his best game for us as an Arsenal player. Trev? Do you know, that spooked me a little bit because I was going to say it with a bit of a smile on my face. I liked Lichsteiner as well. I thought we did all right, yeah. His effort was good, yeah. I, I'm it's not Max, surprising. Yeah. It's not surprising because he's slower than a wet weekend and so was <laughs> their and so was their right back and right wing back that he was up against, or left back and left wing back. So it's not like he, he's forgotten how to play football. He just doesn't have the motor anymore. So against a, a you know a bunch of tractor farmers, whatever tractor farmers. Good job, Max. Um, <laughs> against them, lot you know. They, he was always going to be able to get ahead of them. And I actually thought he got wide. He whipped in great balls. Steve? Great ball. I mean, um, on my notes, I, I mean, I said about Lichsteiner, you know, very good overall, putting some good crosses. I think I think Mkhitaryan went unnoticed, honestly. Um, I thought he was he was linking together, getting back, getting involved. I think his energy helped, helped drive us forward when we were trying to sort of get things... Get things going, but no, I mean, I'd, I'd agree with I'd agree with Lichtsteiner as well. So Lichtsteiner is our man of the match. Yeah, okay, boys. I think so. Possession on that we had sixty-eight possession versus their thirty-two shots, twenty-two versus their four on target. We had eight versus their two corners. We had eleven, um, and two of the goals came from corners because they were put right in on the penalty spot rather than these short fucking corners. Um, Fouls, it wasn't a dirty match, it was 8 versus 12. Prediction League, I predicted 3-1 because I thought it was going to be a bit nervy. I was nearly right. Thankfully, uh, man of the match, Lichtsteiner saved my blushes. But I get a point. Manny went 4 when he gets a point. Mike, uh, thankfully, was wrong because uh, he mistakenly, but we took it down, uh, predicted 2-1 uh, to uh, Bate. And Johnny, on behalf of the guests, went 3-1. So, points for Fergus, Manny and the guests. And we're on to yesterday's game with, where there was um, uh, a cameo appearance by Charlie Adams. 
uh, a very very brief appearance I think it was just ahead of the game in the warm up uh, and then uh, he was replaced by Charlie Austin um, so <laughs> the Saints are looking to complete the first league double over Arsenal since 1988 30 years ago Jesus when <coughs> Alan Shearer was 17 years of age and he scored a hat-trick in, their first league, in his first league start and uh, the he'd become a knob <laughs> 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 they're unbeaten in 12 Premier League home games uh, Arsenal are um, winning six in a row ahead of Sunday um, the Gunners have conceded 99 Premier, uh, sorry, 999 Premier League goals. Only seven teams have so far conceded a thousand. So it will happen to us, but that's going to happen because we're always in the Premier League. So lineups, Ozil didn't start. Anybody have anything to say on the lineups? Uh, oh, no, not really. I sort of it was expected. I think it's very much Emery's mo now, isn't it? boys you know five at the back away from home four at the back at home uh i I expected ramsey to start and he did start Mm. because i thought he'd he'd tuck into that hole and and lacazette would start up front uh i must admit i expected kashelny to make it and uh also with that i wasn't surprised genduzi uh didn't start because he really looks like he needs a rest at the moment yeah, I was a bit worried about having um, Listiner and Kalasniak as our left and right backs, and that that concerned uh, you as well, Trev, didn't it? Because we we both I on the day I changed my prediction. My prediction is the prediction was which was two nil. But um, on the day I said with that defence, I thought we'd concede, and I went for three one. But um, yeah, line up. I was I was surprised, Fergus. At, at, at the cho- I, I thought that uh, Ozil would start again for some reason. I don't know why I did. Just thought that uh, Emery might want to give him a, a run of two or three games. Uh, yeah, Licksteiner, I, I, I wonder what was going on. But uh, in the end, he was proved to be right, wasn't he, Emery? You know, he's uh, it, we, we've, we've played all right and um, we've had a nice win. So, yeah, I was a little bit surprised, but, but uh, happily surprised in the end. First time for a long time I've looked at our bench and I've thought, there's things we can do if this doesn't go right, you know. Erzul, uh, Suarez, Genduzi, Monreal. This is actually a starting lineup that I'd like to see because I've been saying for a long time I like Aubameyang off the bench at 60 minutes, 70 minutes, cutting through and people. It, and, After, and he he did make them shit themselves when he came. He on. did. He could have had he could have had two or three goals if he had had his shooting boots on or his crossing boots on. Um, and Ozil as well. I, can't, I, I actually can't. thought it was tailor-made for Ozil to come on at that time and start pulling the strings and pulling them apart. These low-touch players, uh, well, not that Ozil's a low-touch player, but Aubameyang's definitely a low-touch player against tiring defences. This is when they come on and just cream. Let the other boys be hard work FC for them and they can come on and just put on a little bit of stardust. Go on, Steve, you are going to yeah, say I, something? I, I, I um, there was... Um... I only watched it on, on match of the day. I was I was busy yesterday. I was busy on Thursday as well, which is annoying. Um, but there was the Mkhitaryan, uh, not Mkhitaryan, went through on goal, and he went for the shot. And I think it just just come off uh, either the keeper or one of their defenders, and and it, I mean it was such a close chance. But I thought I was just thought on on his day he would have shot, and that would have been such a good goal. But he yeah, it looked like he was causing like mad problems. I. I, I like the Lacazette starting Aubameyang off the bench as well. I think at home or in certain games against certain opposition, s- such a good option to have, the both of them. 
Lacazette's work rate is second to none, isn't mm. it? You know, he's uh, and I like to see him play in that in that in that middle role at the front. He, he, his efforts, his effort is fantastic. Uh, and I, he, he was going to go off yesterday, wasn't he? He was about to be substituted, which which I thought was a good move at the time because he'd run himself into the ground, the boy. But uh, he didn't look very happy at that point, we... did he, uh, um, Trev? I thought I know I know it will be had gone down and, and picked up a knock, um, but. I thought at first, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, mate, just get off the pitch. Don't start fucking sulking, because he does have a face on him when he gets when he gets taken <laughs> off. I think he was a little bit upset that he'd been a bit profligate today. There's three. He, he left two goals on the table. He skied one from the penalty spot from a I'm, I'm glad you. Ball. I'm glad you cl- clarified what profligate was, because, uh, <laughs> you know, we've got a level of... Uh, <laughs> of audience here you know yeah and I, mean, I, I didn't even uh, also host <laughs> i was just about to dig my dictionary out there <laughs> basically he fluffed his lines a couple of times boys he could have had more goals and that's why he was shitty when he was going to get subbed i think he yeah, was shittier he, at himself than the situation he beats himself up a lot it seems like i i i mean you see he's he's definitely like if he's got look at how jubilant he was when when he scored that scored the first goal um, he just, yeah, he slams into himself, I think. Definitely. The lads, so we Arsenal wouldn't be happy if he was happy at being substituted, would we? If Lacazette said, oh, yeah, it was yeah. great, I enjoyed being substituted, we'd be fed up, wouldn't we? So, you know, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, yeah, I'm not upset with him. Ian Wright yeah. said that weeks ago. No striker is ever happy coming off. They want to be there. They want to be there when the defences are tired, when they're going to get the tap-ins. The real strikers, you know, die hard. They live for goals. I was um, yeah. fortunate enough. Uh, Johnny rang me Thursday night and said he wasn't going to be able to make the um, make the game. Uh, did I want the ticket? His ticket to bring my grandson. And uh, I thought, yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be brilliant. Cheers, mate. Thank you. And I took little Joseph with us, and he appeared in our little trailer thing because uh, uh, myself and Trev uh, and your your other mate is called Trev as well, isn't it, Trev? No, Terry. 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 Yes. Terry. Yeah. Good lad. Um, he is, by the way, what's that? He's a good lad. Yeah. Yeah, Terry. he is a good fella. So there was myself, Terry, uh, uh, Trev and Little Joe uh, talking at half-time. And I asked Joseph, Who, who's been your favourite player so far? And he said, Lacazette. And said, who else? He said, Mkhitaryan, uh, Socrates and Kolasniak. And to be honest, I think he was spot on. He's 10 years of age and he saw the, guy, uh, saw the game as it was. Uh, there were, they, all four of them put a shift and a half in. Yeah, they did. And Manny was messaging us uh, through the game, and he was saying, "For fuck's sake, uh, Kalasniak needs to shoot more." Why? That's not his job, is it? I, th- I think. I think what Ma- I mean, as I say, I didn't. I didn't see the game as it was a sort of match of the day. But the positions he was getting in, I think that's probably where Manny was coming from because he was getting into the box or near the box so often. And obviously, you know, we we do the Arsenal thing and try and play it in. Um, you know, quite literally walk it into goal. But I think, yeah, a couple of times, I just think the space opened up because they didn't expect him to drive into the box. So I think... He was like a battering ram, Steve. He was like a battering ram. If he would have taken a couple of pops at shot, he may, you know, he may have got a goal. I think think that's probably where Manny was coming at. I think on another day, though, as well, people would get right up him for that. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Max, boys. We got a bit. Of, go we got a bit of buffering going on today. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Max, you go first. I was just saying, on another day, uh, Kalasnik. If, if Kalasnik was to to shoot, have three, four pops on goal, and sky them, and fly them over, and 
and do all that, then all of a sudden people are on his back about it. So I think when mm. you've got 50-odd million pound of striker in front of you as a left yeah. back or a left wing back, you're thinking, oh, I might just pop this off to lacquer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trev, go on, you were going to make a point? Yeah, I was, yeah. Uh, uh, was that good yesterday that even Alan Shearer praised an Arsenal player on Match of the Day last night. Now, that is high praise indeed because Shearer doesn't like Arsenal that much. And he, he was raging, raving about uh, Kolasinac last night. And uh, I thought, watching the game, that Kolasinac and Iwobi, you know, they're starting to form a real understanding down that flank. You watch some of their interplay with each other. It excites me. I'm excited about it. Uh, people, you know, I know people are not happy with Iwobi sometimes, but it's only his final ball, you know. Yeah, That's he, he, all he, it is. And he'll grow saw- into that, I'm sure. You saw it yesterday. He, there was a few times he got to the 18-yard line and he shit himself. But I do agree, his his overlap play and his interplay with, with Kolasniak, they just they just ripped down that side of the pitch. And, and and it's the speed and the pace that they both go at is, is just unreal. Yeah, and I think he, he, it's, it's a party Wobi, you know, that gives Kolasinac that, uh, that confidence to charge forward like he was yesterday. Because you watch your Wobi, he does cover behind Kolasinac, mm. you know, as well, yeah. That's one yeah, of his I, best I'm, points, I think. Yeah, And, and Trev, you, you, you thought Kolasinac was actually, and I disagreed with you, you thought Kolasinac was actually quite good defensively. Um, and he gets a lot of criticism about his defensive side of his, uh, of his, of his play. Enlighten me a bit more on that, because yeah. I didn't see it. Well, there, there, there was just a couple of things in yesterday's game, Fergus, that, that come to mind. Um, first, I think it was in as early as the second minute, he got a cracking shot-saving tackle in, uh, just in, inside the box. I don't know if it was against Fergus, but he got a, a, a cracking shot-saving tackle. And then towards the end of the game, you know, he, he showed that heart, that block he made in the box. You know, they showed that on Match of the Day last night. Fearless getting in. So... Yeah, I'm not saying he's the greatest defender in the world, but but yeah, I, I'm not going to knock him. I can't knock. Him. He's my favourite at the minute. I, I just I just think the man's going to be class. Yeah, I just find I just find when he's in the role of a left back, he was never left back. He was either in the box or in their box, and and I that's where I think his positional thing. If Southampton were anywhere anywhere better, I think they could have ripped us a new arsehole on 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 that flank maybe. Okay, I, I wouldn't necessarily agree. Do you know what he reminded me of yesterday, Kolasinac? He, uh, he reminded me of a young Colo Turi when he first came to Arsenal. Because Colo Turi, when he first came to Arsenal, it didn't matter where Wenger played him. You know, he'd just play where he wanted. He was all over the field, <laughs> charging around, driving forward, dropping back when he fancied it. And Kolasinac was a bit like that yesterday. So Arsenal punished the struggling Southampton with two goals uh, to move us back into the top four of the Premier League. The Gunners led when Alexander Lacazette reacted quickest from uh, a turn, Mkhitaryan, uh, uh, which Mkhitaryan uh, put a shot in. They doubled their lead shortly after when Mickey drilled a shot into the bottom corner. Uh, we should have scored more in a dominant first half, but ultimately uh, it mattered little as those goals were enough to take United's Arsenal above Man United, uh, who drew at home with Liverpool. Um, Mkhitaryan does deserve a shout-out. I thought he had a great game. He was my man of the match today, boys. That's I, I, would, I would have said the same. Just, just, just Pip and Kolasinac, I think. 
Well, you two need to wash your mouths out. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I mean, I've said it a few times of late. I think Mkhitaryan is the player we've missed. We missed the most due to injury this season. I think I know that he didn't have a great start, but his his movement and his link play is it's it just he just brings a lot of energy th- to the I side. I think you said a, a few weeks back, Steve, that he we needed him as an option uh, where you had Ramsey, where you had Ozil, that he was a good option to have to play in that hole. Yeah, I mean, if you're yeah, exactly. If you're not playing sort of like a almost like a direct ten, I think just his energy, it, it just he's up and down, in and out. I think it really, really adds a lot, especially when you, when you, you know, we've got a Wobi who's struggling with the final ball. I mean, I did think he he was a bit better yesterday with a few of his crosses, but yeah, Mkhitaryan just seemed to have, you know, just just bring, as I say, bring that tempo, bring that energy. We saw it on Thursday night, and he got a goal, you know, got a goal for his efforts. So <clears throat> he's he's so fast in the tra- he's so fast in the transition. He picks mm. up the ball. He gives his tempo. Who he reminds me of is a fit Rosicki. Towards Sounds the end it. of his career, I oh, used to love Rosicki yeah, okay. coming on because he would just provide us these little bursts of pace and he gets on the ball and his first thing is to say, okay, I need to advance this ball up the pitch, whether that's with the ball at my feet or with a quick ball or with a release ball. And yes, he does fluff a few and he loses it a couple of times. And early on in the season, I had a big go at him. And when he went out of the team, absence makes the heart grow fonder because now he's back. You can see what that sort of pace and tempo means for Arsenal's front players. Mm. Yeah, and he set up the first. I don't know whether it was supposed to be a <laughs> a cross or not. But Trev, uh, you're a man of the match. Oh, give you one guess, boys. For me, same as mine. Yeah, yeah, same as mine. <clears throat> just, just, just before we move on. Uh, I, th- I think Manny uh, has fell back in love with Xhaka, didn't he? <laughs> I've got to shout out that. Yeah, he I think was... I think he was drunk yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, I feel dirty, but Xhaka's having such a good game. <laughs> Which, I mean, he did. I don't think anyone had a poor game. So we're on an, un- an unbeaten uh, 24 home league games against Southampton, winning six and drawing, uh, sorry, winning 18 and drawing six uh, since our loss against them, uh, 1 0 in November 1987. Southampton have not won any of their 20 Premier League uh, games against Arsenal, drawing, um, this is at home, drawing five and losing 15. Uh, The most a team has played away at another uh, without ever winning in a competition. So they've never won in 20 games with us. Yet again, we got we got to St Mary's, and we have such a banana skin down there so many times. Uh, since losing 2-0 against Manchester City on the opening weekend, Arsenal have won, um, have remained unbeaten in 13 league home games, uh, winning 11, drawing two, uh, and winning the last seven home games in a row in the Premier League. And uh, Lacazette has scored 18 goals off uh, the 22 Premier League games. Um, uh, league teams he's faced with Arsenal and Lacazette is the first Arsenal player to score four conse- consecutive Premier League games since Robin Van Persie fucking Judas um, <laughs> <laughs> in March 2012 <laughs> who had five games uh, prediction wise um, I had 2-0 three points um, Manny got 3-1 the Mikes got 2-1 and the guests got uh, 3-2 running totals uh, I'm on 33 points Manny's also on 33 points Mike's on 32 and uh, the guests are on 30. 
We go on to Wednesday. God, it, it, it's relentless at the minute, um, and it, it should it should calm down. But Wednesday night we got Bournemouth at seven forty-five. Um, lineups. I'm, I'm, I expect it'll be a bit of rotation because we've got uh, the we got the scum from the lane who are homeless uh, on early on Saturday. So I, th- I expect to be a bit of rotation. Maybe Ozil to start. Um, maybe a Bamiyang to start. Anybody yeah, think? He- Emery hinted at it, didn't he? In his interview, he hinted that he's going to make some changes, which is becoming regulation for him now, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'll be surprised if, uh, if 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 Ozil doesn't start and and we and maybe Gwendouzi starts. Uh, Torreira, I think Kishani sure uh, will come back in. I I'd, I'd personally rest Torreira and maybe bring him on halfway through the game because. Uh, he, you can see the difference in him and the steel in the in the midfield with him and Shaka, um, and it gave Shaka a bit more freedom to go with 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 Torreira sitting back. Um, uh, we need him for Saturday more than anything else. Bournemouth and no champs, boys. No champs I know. at all. I, I don't I think know. this is a game where you can sit there and say, you know, where we are now, striving towards the top four. Pretty much, I, I almost feel like I would rather put out my strongest team against Bournemouth and guarantee the three points. If that means running Torreira into the ground for two games and giving him a rest after that, I give him a rest after that. But I hate Xhaka and Genduzi together. It really doesn't do anything for me. I mm. think Torreira playing deeper today gave Xhaka the space to look good. And I quite like Torreira and Genduzi together as well. But those two together, I don't like. I say just whatever the best 11 is that's going to go get the three points, let's go get the three that's prob- points. That's probably quite a fair point because... I, I look. We saw we saw Tottenham implode, and fuck me, did we laugh? Um, we, we we saw Tottenham implode at, at, at Bramall Lane. We saw Potticino, the darling of Talk Sport and Five Live and Sky Sports and BT Sports and CNN and ABC and NSBC and you name whatever fucking media channel you want. Potticino is, you know. He's got a fucking four foot long dick or something like that. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> honestly, Fergus, Fergus, yes. When yes. did Tottenham implode at Bramall Lane? I can't remember. Well, well, they didn't they didn't really implode? They didn't even they didn't it wasn't start. Burnley, was it? I thought they were at Burnley, not Sheffield United. Oh, did I do it again? Yeah, you did. Sorry, mate. Uh, well, Sorry, Burnley. They then. just signed some bloke called Charlie Adams as well. He's quite good. He was at Stoke <laughs> before. <laughs> When, oh. when, he, when you first said Charlie Adams, I, I, I thought you was on about his mate Tony George. <laughs> oh dear, uh, at Burnley. Sorry, thank you for picking me up on that trap. Pity you didn't do that yesterday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, they, they imploded at, at Burnley. Um, they, they they totally lost it, and I, I I am still quite fearful for Saturday. I know you're going, Trev. It's an early kickoff. Early kickoffs are always shit um our allocation we've only got three thousand yet again they're allowed to sell out uh wembley for one of the few games that they're able to sell out because they've only come to see the arsenal really exactly um, uh you know I, I i i was worried that we might get torn a new arsehole by them but on that basis yeah max you're spot on probably put our strongest 11 out and guarantee the three points and it's funny how people's minds work because I was thinking exactly the opposite, you know. Just trying to read Emery. I, I, I was honestly thinking Emery will now be considering what he wants his best team to be for Saturday 
and then see what's left and work round it on uh, against Bournemouth on Wednesday. But I, I was thinking the same, Trev. Yeah. But it's only what Max said there that made me think again. Rethink. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. It's got me thinking as well. Yeah. Because points on the board, you know, it, it, we've beaten them at our place and we've beaten them in the most perfect style uh, with that dire coming over to us in, in the uh, North Bank. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and even even if we, as long as we, look, Saturday, my view is turn up boys, show us you care, play for the name, uh, the, the, the name on the front of the shirt, you know, don't don't show us up uh, and if we lose as shit as it might be brag and rights go to those lot but at least turn up and give them a game play for the badge you got to play two games in a week boys and and keep running hard and go hard run yourselves into the ground against Tottenham I put my best 11 out against Bournemouth try get a goal two goals up and then if I need to bring players off and rest them I would but you can only play what's in front of you. And three points is three points. It doesn't matter whether it comes at Bournemouth or it comes at Tottenham. If we lose to either of them, it's still three points we don't have. Yeah, we could come fifth in the league and say we got the double over Tottenham. That doesn't get us Champions League football, does it? No. Yeah. no I agree. You're right, Max. I agree. I agree. You've, you've, as as uh, Fergus said, you got me thinking then and, and you've changed my mind on it. You're right. You're right, Max. So um, we won't do score predictions on that one because we need Mike. I got Manny's. He's he's gone for two nil. Uh, I've gone for two nil. This is the Bournemouth game. Um, we'll probably do that on message. Who went there? I'll tell you what, um, Trev. You do on behalf of the Mikes. What for, for Bournemouth? Bournemouth? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for three nil because we were comfortable when we played away at Bournemouth. I went to that game at Bournemouth, uh, and and. We, I think it was 2-1, wasn't it? Was it 2-1? Uh, but we, we were comfortable. So I'm going to go for a 3-0. Another um, clean sheet. Max, do you want to do on behalf of the guests? 2-1. I always think we're going to concede. <laughs> so, 2-1 <laughs> to the Arsenal. Okay, Arsenal women um, in the WSL. Uh, they beat Yeovil 3-0. And Jesus, what a, uh, what a game. The stats were really impressive. Arsenal had 12 shots on target and Yeovil uh, had zero. So we, we really kicked their asses. Kim Little scored twice in the WSL title hopefuls. Arsenal uh, battled the bottom side Yeovil Town who've lost 13 of the 14 league matches this season. They produced an impressive defensive display to keep it nil-nil until the hour mark. Then Little deflected strike broke their resistance before Beth Med uh, looping efforts doubled the lead. Little made it three 0 from the spot. Um, and as I said, impressive twelve shots on target versus Yeovil's Yo- uh, zero. And then Arsenal went on yesterday. I caught the tail end of this uh, yesterday. Arsenal went on to the Conti uh, Cup final, Continental Tires Cup final, the League Cup final, um, which kicked off on Saturday at twelve fifteen. Um, Arsenal. Um, despite a, gu- a gutsy performance, were beaten 4-2 in penalties by Manchester City in the final of the Women's Continental League Cup on Saturday. Uh, we worked tirelessly throughout, but ultimately um, we were made pay, made pay for failing to take our advantage in our dominant first half performance. Med, uh, Van der Donk and Little showed great fluidity throughout the middle and came close, uh, but at half-time it was nil-nil. In the second half, City turned up the heat and uh, our keeper... Uh, it's a Dutch name Venendal is that close? 
Um, <laughs> uh, then went on to make uh, a number of stunning stops to keep the score level. The game ended on a penalty shootout, resulting in a City win 4-2. Uh, there's an international break, so the next fixture is not until the middle of March. Um, so, Sari and Kepa. Oh, what a mess. <laughs> I, it's unbelievable. Uh, player power gone nuts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, yeah. it, the, they've could, sort of they've sort of come on television, haven't they, and, and said that there was a misunderstanding. There was no but, fucking misunderstanding. He point blank refused. Absolutely g- agree. Yeah, yeah. Want what would you him. do with him? I'd sack him. It's gross misconduct, isn't it? Yep. If if if, you, if it's if it's acceptable to undermine a manager like that, then it's, the football's coming to an end. If he starts another game, Sarri's finished. I think Sarri's going to get sacked today anyway, do you? Uh, a lot of people saying he might just quit. Mm. I mean, it, I, th- I think the sacking is inevitable this season. Um, it depends. How much does he want that money? How much does he want the payoff? Like, you know, if they sack him, he gets the payoff, doesn't he? So, But ta- tactically, tactically, he went the right way about that game. Um, Sarri did mm. you know they, they got did. absolutely raped and battered two weeks ago and we all went in to that game thinking Chelsea going to get battered again it's City's City's for a take the taken and he managed that game very very well and got it all the way through 120 minutes and a penalty shootout and it's such a fucking shame that a, a, a petulant little twat um, is able to walk away with a trophy and wink at the camera as he goes along. I tell you, if I was a Chelsea fan, I'd want to go and smack him in the face. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It was, it was embarrassingly bad. And Aspilicueta gave a, a an interview on the telly last night. I don't know if you guys saw it. And uh, he said, "Oh, I was on the other side of the field. I, I didn't know what was going on." Bonus. Well, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. You're the captain of the side, Aspilicueta. Get over there. And, and and tell him, support your manager who's major captain and tell him to get himself off the pitch. Can you imagine would, if it was Adams? Adams would have headlocked him and just dragged him off. <laughs> well, could, could you imagine Cloughy? He'd have punched him. Yeah. On the our, field. Our, our, our Ferguson. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, but again, I, I put a post up on, on Arsenal fans forum. It just shows how classless and crass Chelsea Football Club are all the money in the world. It's like it's like somebody with no. It's like an average Joe winning millions of pounds on the lottery. You can't you can't buy class, can you? No, you can't. You know what else made me giggle? It, um, John Terry on the television acti- acting like he had some kind of moral standards. <laughs> dear oh dear oh dear. <laughs> but in fairness. Uh, I don't like John Terry. I hate the guy with a passion. Um, I think he's just a snake. Um, but in fairness, if John Terry was on that pitch, Kepper wouldn't have been. No, of course he wouldn't. Yeah, you're right. We put a question up um, um, about Ozil. Um, Max, have we got you or are you... Because we're having a couple of internet issues. No, it doesn't... No, we haven't got Max at the minute. So. I'm back. Oh, you're I'm back. back. You're back. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm back. Hello, I'm back. I disappeared for a minute. <laughs> uh, quick, quick, you didn't go to do what Steve did. 
No, 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 no. I, I, I save that for my own private time, mate. To, Not to, the guns and yellow ribbons came. time. <laughs> <laughs> so the question that uh, we came along and we put up on Arsenal Fans Forum and you said we should put on here. Ozil, too good are not suited are not good enough mm. <clears throat> for the first time for the first time in a in a long time i've started to edge towards the camp of that the team the players around him might not be technically good enough to read mm. what he's doing now a world class player on 350,000 pounds a week should be able to play in more than one way and in more than one system that's the caveat before i start but Ozil's always been a mercurial talent. He's never been anything different. And I just get the feeling now watching him occasionally, I, I look at it and I think, you know, we don't have a Bobby Perez outside him, you know, or an Omri in front of him. And the link-up play just isn't there for him. And I, I'm starting to think, if especially we're going to go down this, as Manny would say, hard work FC path, where we're going to start bringing in players who's going to run hard, transition through the channels, you know, maybe it is a case that Ozil is of a higher standard than a lot of the technical players that we have, and we're not going to be able to extract the full £350,000 of worth out of him without building a team of really highly technical players around him. So is he too good? Oh, maybe. By what, you, by what you said there, yes. Yeah, he's but too, also he's I, too think good he's for un- team. I think he's unsuited to the team. You know, I think he was suited to to Wenger's, you know, everyone go out there and express themselves and run where you want and do what you want. But it it really conflicted me, the question, when you put it up, because I was like, I I want to say yes, and equally I want to say no. And isn't this just a a giant piece of the puzzle as to why we back and forth over Ozil so much? Because we can't pick a camp with him. That's why I put the question up. Is he, is he too good? Yes, no. No in-between. He's either too good for the team or he's not. Oh, the majority makes, went, no, he's horrible. not too good for the team. Yeah, but that's people's, that's people's hearts leading their heads, I think. I, I think he I might think so. be skillful-wise, skill-wise, just on pure skill. He might be a level above what that team is able to read to actually produce off the back of him. Makes me feel really dirty to say it because I've been banging a different but, drum for a while. But you could flip it the other way. That he's not good enough in the sense that, yeah, he's got all the skills and the pretty, pretty, pretty boy skit. Well, he's not a pretty boy, is he? (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Um, He's got all these fancy skills and everything else, but he hasn't got the work ethic, the run, the drive that a lot of our players have. Uh, Klasniak, who we're talking about, Mkhitaryan, who we were talking about on on his day. Um, You know, Bellerin, all that run, drive, speed. Put him up against David Silva. At City, who I think's the best ten when he plays at I know City play formations that move around, but I think David Silva would be the closest player to what Ozil is, and he tracks back, works his hole off, puts in a tackle, you know. So, so on the, on, but putting it on that basis, then no, he's not good enough. The, the team is better than him, but technically speaking, he is better than the team. I think that's the question. Technically, mm. not not better as a player. Not better as an all-round player, but for the small amount of technical magistry that he puts out, you know, is he better than the people around him? Are they able to read him? He's a jazzer. Are they able to riff off him? I I don't think Mm -hmm. they are. And I think that's why he looks so pissed off all the time. We see it as petulance. But I think a lot of the time he's looking to this guy going, Ronaldo would have run onto that. 
Yeah. I, I I think I mean I mean as a as a musician, I can like you saying that has just clicked. My you know as you say, he's a jazzer. Like, can he do the you know the hard graft? No, not really. I mean, if you put him in a Burnley side, is he going to thrive? Probably At not. Bramall Lane. <laughs> yeah, Bramall Lane. <laughs> you know, is he going to thrive? Probably not. But, you know, even if you were to put him in that City side, you know, and play him where Silver plays, completely swap him out for Silver, perhaps he won't do the the grafting. But I think, you know, you have players like Sane, Aguero, Mare. I think, I think the way that they play will, you know, he's completely different to, you know, Awobi or... You know, whoever's outside him at Arsenal, and obviously at the moment we don't have a lot of width. When we were playing, you know, Wenger side, we did have Walcott in the team. You know, he had that sort of close, um, you know, the hold-up play of Giroud. I, I think, I think, you know, Max has hit the nail on the head. Uh, hit the nail on the head there. I think it completely Trev? depends on how you see it. Trev, I'm just, I'm listening to this. It, it's, it's interesting, you boys, listening to you talk about it. Just remember that, that Ozil played in a Wenger side last season and the season before. And, and Ozil was, was poor, in my view. He was poor. Um, I'm, I, I, I can't accept that, uh, that, he's, that he's too good f- for, or, or, or for the side. He's got how many millions worth of forwards playing in front of him now? You know, he's, he's got Aubameyang and Lacazette will run all day to make a bit of room for him. I, I'm... I just can't help but think that there's underlying problems with Ozil and he's not going to play well until something's sorted, you know. You don't get sick as much as Ozil's been sick, right? It doesn't happen to us human beings without there being an underlying problem. And uh, what 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 just shocks me is, 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 is thinking what on earth made Wenger give him 300, or whoever, not Wenger necessarily, what made him give him 350k a week? What, it was what to save face for the club. It was to save yeah. face for the club. That was it. It was and, and for Wenger at the be, time yeah, as well. Yeah, we couldn't be seen to lose our two top players. Not in the same window. It would have decimated the, the yeah. fans' perception of the club. That's it. It was an investment in Arsenal, still looking like they were a serious club, even if they couldn't afford it. That that was it. It was it was Gazidis. I think all day long, thinking shit. We've lost Sanchez. We're about to lose Özil. Wenger's going. What can we do to get the fans on side? Let's fuck it up totally <laughs> and give a bog-eyed, lazy bastard 350 grand a week who's 30 years of age and going to spend the next four years sitting on a beach. That, that's the thing that, that gets me the most is, you know, I know if you're, you know, if you're good enough, you're old enough and, and whatnot, but at 30 as well, like, he's not got his best days ahead of him, I don't think. Not What's in the Premier League. I wouldn't have been upset if uh, Sanchez and Ozil went. I didn't rate either of them towards towards the last period. Of, uh, well, all of, most of last season. I, I I th- you know what, I th- Trev? I think most people would agree. Uh, not most. A good proportion of the fan base would have agreed with you. But I think with the shit going on with Wenger in, Wenger out, and Sanchez and Ozil, it just looked like the whole club, the house of cards, it was just collapsing. And and I think that was why we done it. But we made a fucking stupid mistake uh, in 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 paying him the amount of money we did. And I have no issue with somebody getting paid whatever they get paid if they if they're good enough to negotiate a contract of three hundred fifty grand a week. Fucking fair play to you. Mm. Oh yeah, but oh, you can't fault him from that perspective. No, no. Sorry. Or his management team, for that matter. Yeah. No. Yeah. 
No, they, they've done all right. Um, Monchi and Emery, they talk about them pairing up. That could be good, do we mm. think? Yeah, I, I think I think someone like Monchi would, you know, would be good to have alongside Emery. Obviously, we've lost Sven. Um, you know, Gazidas were fucking useless anyway. I think just having someone that's a bit more of a football head, you know, will, will be nice. I've not done a lot of research on this mon- monkey bloke. I don't know I, a lot about I him. I haven't, so. but I know, I know he's a, a, a football man. M- Monchi found a load of players, um, both at Roma and when he was at Sevilla. Um, he, he and Emery together uh, found, uh, I can't remember the name of the players, but some of them played at Man City and playing at PSG. Um, top, top, top players, which came through uh, the Sevilla side that won uh, the Europa League three times in a row. So they, they've worked well together. Uh, people talk about um, liking it to the Dean-Wenger partnership. So for oh, me, if, if that's the case, I'm up for it. It's a step in the right direction. Then if they've worked, they've worked together before and they've done well together before, it sort of makes sense. To, well, it does make sense for them mm. to, to work together. And, and it makes more sense than Overmar. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Although Overmar would be... I don't know. Overmar would be good. He's done really good stuff at at, at um, Ajax. Uh, and, well, it's a different type of club. It's run differently, isn't mm. it? So, I suppose we should finally finish up on uh, the draw, um, the, the round of 16 draw. Chelsea got Dynamo Kiev. Uh, Eintracht Frankfurt got Inter Milan. Dynamo Zagreb versus Benfica. So, save uh, Boston Ozil's blushes. Um, Napoli mm. versus Salzburg. Valencia versus uh, Kras- Krasnodar yeah. uh, Seville go to Prague Arsenal to Rennes and Zenit St. Peterburg to Villarreal there's some big ties in there and it could take out some some decent opposition for, for the next round should we progress I think our chances of progressing are reasonably strong although we will be without Lacazette for t- uh, the two games well correct me if I'm wrong but the, the two favourites for this competition uh, Napoli and Chelsea, and they're on the other side of the draw, which means we che- we can't Chelsea meet them until the final. Am I no, right? We Jim? can, mate. So we, we can. No, mate. No, we. Every round, every round, all the balls go back in the hat, and it's drawn again. Uh, so, yeah, you can get anyone, mate, at any time. I was a bit gutted we never got Villarreal. Actually, I'd love to see Santi Cazorla back at the. You Arsenal. just wanted to piss up in Benidorm. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> now, yeah. there is another podcast I can't let me missus listen to. But <laughs> well, you, you, you need to stop hanging around Johnny the Lover, don't you? <laughs> I'm no comment. Jo- 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 <laughs> no comment. Johnny had already planned it out. He said, fly into Alicante. He said, go down to Benidorm for a night on the piss. Go down to Villarreal, watch the game. Maybe stay a night in Villarreal. Come back up, another night in Benidorm. And then fly back. So it's like three, four days. And I said, well, boys, if that's the case, uh, I'm not getting a gate pass for that one. I'll have to bring Mrs. K with me. So <laughs> That was my plan, Fergus. That was my plan. Was that uh, your I thought it was Johnny's. No, I had it all written out. I, I had everything planned. See, Donna, he, 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 tries, he tries to blame Johnny. And it was him all along. There we go. You for landed yourself in a trip. For the benefit of the recording, I love you, Donna. <laughs> 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 I honestly thought that was going, I love you, Johnny, then. <laughs> <laughs> That's private. <laughs> Steve. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who paid uh, for dinner that night? 
Um, I can't remember. I was in the company of my other best mate that I met while I'm out there. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's, that's even funnier. Yeah. 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 I didn't have a clue, boys. I did not have the faintest idea. Who I was Go on, you were telling me as well. That we're... Yeah. Look, right. In they fairness. asked you to come drinking with them and everything the next day? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He asked, he said, do we want to join them? And in fairness to the man, right? I speak as a find. I've never watched Arsenal fan TV. I probably never will. But, you know, I drank, we had, a, we had a few drinks, we were together probably for an hour or two, and uh, I found his company perfectly good, you know. Who, we had, who, we had a who was it? I'm, I'm lost. DT. Oh, DT. Right. DT, yeah. yeah just, he was in our hotel, and there was a casino under our hotel in Minsk, and uh, we end, I ended up in there uh, having a few beers, and Johnny went off on his merry way, and uh, I ended up sitting with DT and a friend of his. And, and as I said, speakers I find, first time I'd ever met him, I didn't have a clue it was. They were good lads. We had a right laugh. Actually, I was that drunk. I was singing karaoke. Elvis was in the <laughs> building. <laughs> the wonder of you. <laughs> oh, dear. Boys, it's been uh, it's been good as always. I know we had a little bit of uh, connection issues. Max, you got your hand up here. Did you want to say something before we go? Uh, no, I think I did. Now I've forgotten what I was uh, yeah, going to say anyway. I think that was back when we were talking about Kalasanash. <laughs> no, no, I cleared that one. I cleared that one. All right. <laughs> That's no, what gin does to you. That's what gin does to you. It's true. My, my gin-addled brain is uh, <laughs> is slowly departing me. Can I just I just want to add one thing, boys. Yeah. I, I, I am in love right at this very moment in time. I am in love with Mr. Mike Dean. He's never been on my favourites list. But this week, Mike Dean is right up there. He's, I, I love him. Brilliant. Thank you, Mike Dean, for upsetting all them people at Tottenham. Made my week. <laughs> That's the thing, he's a wanker. <laughs> yeah, but he's a Sorry lovely wanker in. this week. Sorry in is Sorry my in. final thought. Sorry <laughs> in. <laughs> Boys, it's been wonderful as always. I, I, you know what? I cannot believe we crammed all of that in an hour. Yeah. That uh, round of applause, boys. That that was that was fucking good. Because me and Max even said maybe split this into two forty-five minute uh, podcasts because there's so much to talk about. But I, I think we got we got it just about right. You have been listening to an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Guns and yellow ribbons. You can find us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons. You can find us on Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And you can find us on the www at gunsandyellowribbons.com. Up the arse. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.